0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. And we are back again for yet in the match review podcast. And to be honest, not really sure how we're sitting here talking about three points for Bristol City because, well, we'll get into the details of it. Um, But a very, very, um, I'd say undeserved win, but you know, win that's very helpful, obviously, for city. uh, I've got a Matisse with me, as always. Uh, Matisse, how are you doing after that smash and grab?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not too bad. I mean, it's kind of the opposite of what happened at the Stoke game, where we kind of threw away a lead there and we kind of thought we deserved it. But yeah, it, it's interesting. It's. I feel like we haven't really had one of these where we played like, pretty poorly and we somehow come away with a 1-0 win, clean sheet, three points, and now we're one point off playoff. So yeah, surprising, still worried about our performance, but sometimes, yes, it was undeserved, but then again, at least we uh, capitalised on our one chance, and we defended well, and yeah, we well, we were a bit lucky with their lack of clinicality. but overall, yeah, we still got the three points, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about.
0: Before we get into the um, kind of nuts and bolts of the game, um, I will also talk about Ipswich coming up, and also Cardiff as well, which was two huge games. Now, um, Mr. Alex Scott made his debut for Bournemouth uh, in the Premier League, which we're all kind of like going, uh, looking at, and going, "Oh, uh, bloody hell!" He played for us, didn't he? Um, apparently, he was apparently he was okay as well. Um, Bournemouth yeah. lost. Bournemouth lost against Wolves at home, which is not
1: great. But he apparently looked all right. Yeah, I I had it on the side for a little bit. Like looked at it now and then. Um, he he looked decent. It's obviously his first minutes in the Premier League. It was a little bit shaky. He got a yellow card as well. Then he got <laughs> taken off. Yeah, he got taken off in the um, second half early on in the second half. Um, but yeah, Bournemouth. I, I still think they're going to stay up because I do not want to see Alex Scott back at Ashton Gate with Bournemouth. He does. He needs to stay out with Bournemouth. But yeah, Bournemouth have had a really bad start but i think they'll be okay once they click and they'll they'll grind out some results and they'll they'll be okay
0: i think i've read something in the um in the morning that bournemouth i'm not sure about the reliability of the source but apparently they've set to sack their manager which i
1: caught I, I saw that crazy, as well yeah
0: which i found bizarre because you know you kind of got rid of gary o'neill who's the kind of safe pair of hands and you hire. it it's like it's like us hiring a young manager and then just because we're like 18th after six games, we go and sack him. It's like, I know it's relegation at stake for Bournemouth because that's where they are in, in, inevitably. But it's like, it seems a bit seems a bit odd. Not a Bournemouth podcast, it's a British City podcast. Um, might as well be a Bournemouth podcast with all the players they have. Um, but it's not. Um, but yeah, um, it was a 1-0 win against Coventry, who, as Matisse said, were... Really, really bad in front of goal. Like everything up until that point, they were brilliant. I thought they were really, really good. Just did not click for them in front of goal. Um, so this was the team after international break. So you'd expect a few kind of you know un- kind of uncertainties in terms of you know who's actually going to start. And honestly, that's a very interesting team. Um, do you want to do you want to walk us through it?
1: Yeah, so obviously Max in goal, but then we decided to change to a five back, which we haven't played yet. And we're quite used to this like four, two, three, one. But yeah, Pearson decided to match Coventry and play five at the back, having two up front. So we had um, Pring, Dickey, and Andy King, and then Hayden Roberts, left wing back, Sykes, right wing back, then Matty James, Taylor hickman Weiman, um, and then, yeah, Sam Bell and Tommy Conway up front. Um, yeah, interesting. First start for Hayden Roberts as well. Um, I, yeah, what, when I saw that, the, I thought it was strange. What's the first start? Yes, yeah, exactly. Even... Exactly not how it wanted to go. Yeah, we kind of just got dominated on straight away, and I'm glad Pearson changed it because sometimes they leave it, and I think if we stayed with that five at the back, we would have been finished. So yeah, really, it was, really... Yeah.
0: we'd have gone gone one nil down eventually and then Mm. we're not
1: coming back from that i think exactly um so yeah we changed it brought Knight on for hayden roberts and then switched back to our four at the back um which settled down things but yeah it's a shame for roberts but he wasn't really doing much and we had to change the formation back um but yeah overall yeah very different lineup because our injury crisis right now is really bad once we get a player in another player goes out tanner's out for a bit Mm. we've got like a whole back four well we got two right backs out viner still obviously atkinson and then Naismith with a calf injury joe williams as well out um i'm not sure exactly sure why he's out um and then Knight had an illness, but he did come on in the end. He
0: still, he still wasn't hundred percent and ran. Yeah. He, he ran like fifty miles in like sixty minutes. He's ridiculous. He doesn't stop running. He's mental. Um, it's yeah. So we played. We we the reason I think we played. Uh, well, Pearson mentioned this. But the reason we set set up with a five at the back system was to match Coventry. Just doesn't suit us though, does it? I think we're much better off um, to. I think, I think we're just much better off playing our own kind of way and that, well, it's not playing with a five at the back, I don't think, and it just did not work. Um, with They hit the post twice in like the first 30 minutes. They were really, really good Coventry um, and I was really impressed. They lacked, they had everything up until that final moment and that is where they kind of went lacking. Um. Ben chief hit the crossbar within like the first 10-15 minutes, I want to say, uh, for it with a shot outside uh, outside the box. It looked like it was gonna go over and then it just kind of dipped and it hit the post from my angle. Um it was a good effort, but again, it's kind of outside the box. So you know how how much how much really kind of wanna how much you really want to put on that, yeah. You know. Um on the defense, I'm not sure. Uh Matty Gordon then hits the post as well. Uh so and and Ellis Sims has a massive opportunity as well to put a commentary ahead. He has a chance where um, I think it's Sakamoto who plays it to Ellis Sims, and then he has he spins and then he hits it with his right, and it goes wide. Something had to change because we couldn't stick with the five at the back; otherwise, we would go one 0 down. So it was very. I think I don't think Hayden Roberts played that badly. Th- he had a few really bad touches. I don't think he was absolutely abhorrent, but I don't think it's on Hayden Roberts. I think it's more on. The system the startup so yeah sure pearson admitted he went wrong so look great but really should we be setting up in that way in the first place um to make us you know um do something like that to change the system so early on i don't know uh jason knight went in so he made it a four at the back so it was a back four of sykes Dicky, king pring with um uh matty james Jason Knight and Taylor-Gard Hickman in midfield. And then Vyman moved up top with Sam Bell and Tommy Conway to make a three up top. Um, and that just gave us so much more balance. And we looked in the event just literally straight away, looked a far better side.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it was needed. So you have to give props for, for changing it. But I don't think it was the right game to kind of experiment. I guess, like you said, we wanted to match up Coventry. But yeah, it didn't work. We're lucky not to go one or two or three even more goals down um so we stayed in it then switched and yeah we settled down but at the end I'm, I'm surprised they didn't score the amount of chances they had in the whole game they only had one shot on target as well um so it just shows just yeah lack of really just that final touch the final clinicality which yeah well lucky for us they they hit it wide they did the crossbar but sometimes that's how it works and then yeah 45th minute comes along and win a free kick through night. Taylor Gardamaker, who I think he's he's a good set piece crosser and from corners as well. he's good at passing. He, he obviously from that Rotherham game as well, he put that beautiful ball to the left hand side quite a few times, which obviously got us the Tommy Conway last minute goal. Um so yeah he, got, he had the free kick.
0: He got the assist at Leeds as well from the set piece. So oh, his set piece yeah, set, yeah. set pieces were going pretty well. Um, and uh, I know we talked about Alex Scott at the start of it, but Alex Scott and Matty James and Cal to set pieces, they'd come off like once every 20 attempts. So good to, yeah. good to have someone in the team who's like, has got the energy, has got the technical quality as well as the set pieces. So, yeah, I think I think it makes sense if we um, play Taylor Gunn-Hickman for a while now. Um, and with the situation, hopefully that if he continues this sort of performances permanent deal hopefully um
1: yeah exactly that's that's why the deal was very important i like what we did that like the option to buy is always good because if he performs um and we can come on to later the other transfers that you can sort of look look at and like the failed transfers both mimetti still hasn't been seen in a while obviously came and gone uh, on against leeds but it's kind of not really working out um but yeah it'd be interesting to see I don't know what your thoughts are where we should play Taylor gardner Um, I mean, right now we don't, well, Tanner McCrory out, but we still decided to put Sykes at that, right back, but also because we literally have no midfield options um, other than putting Andy King up But then where's our centre-back. Um, so that just shows the amount of injuries we have. Um, but no, Taylor Gardner-Mickman, we don't have so many amazing passes in the team. I think Cal Naismith is obviously good at that. Um, and Vine as well sometimes, Matty James. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so on the goal, it's a brilliant cross. Finds Dickey and it, it goes, it's, it's a good header. It's a good set piece. We, we scored a set, obviously, from a set piece um, on against Leeds. Header hits the floor. Keeper kind of pushes it into the, the side netting. And we're 1-0 up. And the whole of Ashton Gate, and everyone watching, like, how has this happened? how we one 0 up going into half time it's just
0: mind-boggling but um... I, th- I think i think most people had left by that point to go into the concourse and whatnot so um we we all just like went up and um it's just it's just ridiculous I think people came back instantly and went well what's happened have Coventry <laughs> scored or something um uh no we've scored <laughs> do not how yeah don't know how that's happened because we were outplayed really for that first half and um coventry deserved to be like tuned up and i wouldn't have had any complaints um because they were just far better than us but um the goal scorer rob dickey was a part of a bloody brilliant defensive display when our midfield kind of went missing for a lot of it and you can't really blame them because it's you're playing andy voiman in there who's not played midfield for Two years, three years. Uh, Dean Holden, he played in midfield and then he kind of went out after that. He played he played as a 10, uh, which is not really the midfield, is it? Um, and then Matty James is the only constant in there. No Joe Williams, no Jason Knight to start with. But as I said, as soon as Jason Knight comes on, we become much more fluid and more dynamic team. Playing um, on Hickman has kind of played there for a while. Um, but again, still getting used to the system. So, no real kind of stability in the midfield. I can't really blame them. Um, they kind of went missing for a while. The pressing was not... The pressing was there, but I don't think it was as effective as I thought it would be. And that may be because we don't have Naki Wells in there. I know, uh, maybe. Uh, because Naki Wells gen- generally presses really well. And, um, you know, that's, that's that's always good to have in your in your locker, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I thought Sam Bell was not really at it. I didn't think he touched the ball many times in the first half, especially uh, Tommy Conway just had to defend for a lot of it. Uh he had to come back and get the ball and try and make things happen himself and that, that didn't work uh, at all. Um, yeah, it was a weird one. Um, I don't think that's sort of half as sustainable. I don't think if we play like that against an Ipswich or Cardiff, we will get torn apart uh, very easily. Um, but hopefully that's like a one-off game and, it's very, really good that, you know, we've come out of that with three points and a clean sheet because that's just kind of, you know, that's the championship, as Mark Robin said after this game, um, that's the championship, that things like that will happen. Um, and, you know, I thought um, I thought, thought, we were good, good at kind of defensively, but apart from that, didn't really show much, um, you know, going forward and um, offering a threat to Coventry, but that set piece, Brilliant and um, good to see Pelaghan but kind of consistently getting those um, good deal of reason. Um, just quickly, I, haven't, I, haven't, I forgot about this. Um, talk about Coventry 11. Um, so it's Ben Wilson in goal, Bobby Thomas, Carl McFadden, Lewis Binks as the back three. Um, so as we said, Bristol City kind of set up to match the back three system for Coventry. Um, it was Milan van Evick, a right wing back, who I was really impressed by. He had Campering on toast for a lot of it. Um, Josh Eccles and Ben Sheaf in midfield, who, uh, Ben Sheaf especially, was really, really good. Um, the returning Jada Silva um, from their, la- their left wing back position. And he got, he he went over to take a corner um, and into kind of typical Jade Silva faction, put it like straight into the maxillary sounds. Um, so he he took, came over to the corner, got a lovely round of applause and literally he, he clapped us. And then as soon as that happened, we all started booing. It was brilliant. Um, I think, I think you saw the funny side of it, hopefully. Um, Matty Gordon, Sakamoto and Ellis Sims, who, if you remember Alice, Ellis Sims last year for Sunderland, uh, torn us apart, or Ashton Gate, um a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was the uh, Coventry line. And as I said, they had everything in them, apart from that final finishing, which is final touch, which has been kind of a problem for a wee while now, this season, for Coventry. Um, but yeah,
1: second yeah. half... Just, just on that lineup, like going into this game, we looked at their like sort of attacking threat, and obviously Ellis Sims is established, and he was great last year as well. So I was worried about like how we're going to defend this, and also we saw Hadji Wright. He came on as a substitute in the second half. Thought he came, he came on relatively late. He could have come on a bit earlier, maybe made a bigger impact. Um, but yeah, the fact that they, yeah, just I think we got them on a good day they just weren't clinical enough um i mean the amount of goals they've scored well we've scored we've scored quite little for the position we we are um but we've also not conceded greatly i, I mean, actually conceded, positive goal
0: difference yeah i think we're conced- i think we've conceded the same as ipswich and leicester maybe last maybe not Leicester, but i think definitely Ipswich.
1: uh ipswich and leeds we've conceded the same but no leicester seven but we're on first seven team, so bloody hell yeah only seven um but yeah, no, uh, like I was saying, yeah, Jada Silver also back. He was up against Sykes. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it was good to see him back, but look, he's he's still he's he's still decent play, he didn't have a horrendous game, but also yeah, there's crosses, like you said, strain into Max O'Leary's hands and most of their set pieces, like they had 15 corners in that game compared to our two. So um and i think echoes as well on the yeah. from taking corners their corners weren't really that threatening they weren't great most of the time um so yeah i, I mean we just again we just got away I, with and i
0: think a lot of that is because of rob dickey and andy king just being so so good in the air and so commanding um in terms of just heading everything away just clearing everything they were really really good in terms of doing that and just you know just getting rid of any danger um and I don't think we made many last ditch challenges because we were so deep for a lot of it. Um, let's be honest, we were really, really deep. And if that, if that, if we, if we winded up and we're sitting really deep, um, normally I'd go, oh, "Christ, what are we doing?" Just gap the pitch. But in this game, we just could not get out because Coventry were literally all over us. Um, so kind of, you know, just just yeah, one I of mean, those days we just, we just had to make sure we just got rid of everything.
1: Yeah, because generally in the first half we were. Would quite sloppy when when we tried to do anything it just didn't work and we just gave the ball back and we didn't have any attacking threat I mean Conway and Bell couldn't really do anything they had no service there's no chances I mean we're not talking we haven't really talked about Tommy Conway that much and he's one of our star players but in that game he not much he could really do Um just, just we had to do it from a set piece like we did at Leeds Um and I think we've scored a, cu- a few set pieces it's been um Kind of less of a open. I'll, I'll, I'll try and find some stats on that, but um, th- yeah, hopefully we can.
0: I think you're right on the sloppiness because I think the tone literally from kickoff, um, the ball was given to Campering on the left hand side. He tried to play it down the line. Literally shanked his clearance. Literally, like two seconds in, he shanked his clearance and it went into the handstand. Um, I think the tone was tone was set from that point in terms of sloppiness, um, but. Yeah, um, got away with one massively. Um, second half, we... I don't really remember Coventry having a massive chance. Maybe the one with uh, Van Evick, where he gets in down the right-hand side past campring again. again. Um, quite a lot of times he did that and put the ball in. Um, and I think Rob Dickey, again, uh, got his foot in and cleared that. He was brilliant yesterday. Forget the goal for a second. He was just magnificent Rob Dickey like did not put a foot wrong in my opinion and maybe just maybe having no like proper centre-backs alongside him may have you know caused him to take charge and I think that might have helped him a little bit
1: yeah definitely I'm well he's a brilliant signing obviously he's proven it now and the attacking threat and the physical presence in the box like well he obviously got us to the goal and I think he'll do that quite a few times um but yeah, he he was great, and I mean, when we looked at that sh- lineup sheet, we saw Andy King centre back. We were worried because from last season's a couple performances there, that's not where we want to see him. But he proved us completely wrong, and he was amazing today as well. Tackling amazing, and yeah, he proved it. Even though he is a bit older, he is but, but he is more experienced. He usually doesn't see himself. Um, on that starting eleven, but because of the injuries, he's proven still a useful asset to the team, and he was great. And well, yeah, in the second half, we de- we just, we defended really well. Um, no clear cut chances, but they were still on the on the front foot, still creating more chances, getting into our like half, and yeah, being a, being a bigger threat. But we we de- we defended well, and obviously, we just knew at that point we're one goal up. Let's just drag this game out and just yeah kill it um and we did it well Sykes as well I mean he he wasn't at right wing but I thought he still had a good game he got the ball quite a few times um defended relatively well and yeah he, obviously when we first got him we played him at that right wing back but then we obviously realized that at that right wing he's much more effective but yesterday he was good and I thought our, the whole back line were relatively good yeah Campering didn't um win his one-on-one battles that much and was to Taylor Gardner-Hickman. He was um, in that midfield. I think once we get our injuries back, I see him playing more in right back. Um, but then once when Ross McCrory comes back, I mean, we don't know how good he is. I'm excited to see him, but if we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Because he can play in different positions as well, right? Like right wing back. He can, can
0: play right back. He can play center back. He can play midfield. So a lot of different positions. Yeah. So player. Um, Yeah, no, you're you're right, you bang on. Um, I I thought we were much better in terms of seeing the game out and game management. I thought we were far better in that sort of um, scenario of the game because a couple of seasons ago, even last year to a certain extent, we would have probably probably folded under the pressure a little bit and we probably conceded. But never at any point did I feel like seriously worried the goal was coming. Like they had a few pop shots from wrong range. Um, but generally we hold we have held our structure really well. Um, two midfielders were sitting in br- brilliantly wing wing is kind of tucked in fullbacks kind of tucked in as well. So I thought we were really good in terms of just defending and um, making sure everything went away, which I thought, you know, we've kind of improved on under Pearson. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, when we had that well it was even last season two seasons ago when we just kept conceding last minute goals and i i i've said it in the podcast before but the points that we lost like would have put us in the top six i think or something crazy yeah. Like that. yeah um, i think i
0: think i think we've we've been like fifth or something yeah have
1: been it's ridiculous it's incredible and i remember that nottingham forest game when we were one nil yeah. up and then we conceded yeah. a penalty and then 30 seconds later they come on the attack and score again and God, i'm still
0: convinced lyle taylor was offside but you know, still convinced um,
1: was. but yeah it was no it was good to to hold the game out um good for max to get a clean sheet i mean he didn't have to do too much he had one shot on target to take care of he was decent again distribution not great there's one part of his game that he needs to improve but yeah hopefully this clean sheet will help it build his confidence um but over it's a one nil win we didn't play well Everyone the players know that they've said we didn't have a good performance, but we still got we still got the three points. And at the end of the day, now we're one point off of playoffs. And that game was big. We we're on the same points as Coventry. It's a six-point swing. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, if like you said earlier, if we play like this against Ipswich, it's gonna be a different story. Um so yeah, we we do need to turn the performance around.
0: Yeah, we need to make sure we're far better. Um in terms of you know actually imposing our kind of game style and definitely not playing a three of the back system because that did not um, work out and hopefully well hopefully Jason Knight can last ninety minutes against Ipswich because that would be a very very good start um I think I think I think that's about it um I think when Coventry made their subs I think when it was Haji Wright who came on I thought they were a little bit I thought they looked a bit more of a threat actually like properly going like they were going to score. Because you right made a few good runs, um, but again, wasn't really you know brilliant and didn't really um pose our defense much of a problem. And overall, Coventry had one shot on target, which as you said, Max took care of. Oh, I remember that it was right at him, it was right at his um really? chest height, wasn't it? Um, yeah, uh, apart from that, we were, we were fine really. Um, but we can't play like that against Ipswich because we they will score like a few goals. Um, so hopefully that kind of turns around um i'm not sure on in the injury situation are we expecting naismith back
1: i'm not sure about naismith i don't think there's been given a lot of news about that but did you know about joe williams and the reason why he's not in because i don't think they've given absolutely no clue actually
0: no idea no idea um it was but, hope, but as much as andy king was brilliant yesterday i think we probably would be better off playing naismith in the centre-back, would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then, well, if we move to the full-back again, then put Taylor Gardner-Hickman at right-back and then have Andy King and Matty James in the midfield. But we'll see the injury problems. I mean, Lucky Wells will still be out for a couple weeks, I reckon. Yeah. Um, A few weeks, same with Viner and Tanner. And then, yeah, but the thing is, when you look at our squad depth like with obviously there will always be injuries but we have quite a few now if we cut that down and around the Christmas period when McCrory comes back in January he's the longest one out now um we have quite a, a strong squad but obviously there's always going to be injuries but I think through the second half of the season if we make a couple signings in January one or two um improve that squad depth even more like, you never know, and well, we'd get on to Pearson now, but we'll see where we are around Christmas time. If we're still around that playoff push, I don't, I don't know.
0: Um, Atkinson's in back November, isn't it? Isn't he? I think so. So that's fairly soon as well. So you've got players coming back, um, which is good. Um, fairly soon, hopefully. I think that's about it for the game, uh, for the Coventry game. Um Nodic Pearson's comments yesterday after after the game were very interesting um I'll, uh, I'll, I'll I think I've got I think I've got it here somewhere um they were they, they were very interesting and at the same time I'm not really overly surprised he said it just purely because he's kind of vented his frustrations before um okay so I'll briefly break down like the you know the main chunks of the main, main bits um as you said. I can say what I want today, and there might be well, there might be one or two barbed comments from me, and they are. But I'm not bothered because it becomes a situation in which I'm fighting for my job like everyone else's. Whether the players are fighting for their place, I might be fighting for my for my job. I don't really care what other people think. My position's not been secure, which irritates me. Uh, and when he was asked to expand expand on it, he said, "Why don't you ask someone someone somebody above me for once and see if they can find somebody who's going to say anything." The last few weeks have been very irritating for me i'm not exactly in the best situation but i'm fine i'll get better and i'll honor my contract so we'll see where he, where it goes and when he says i'm fine he means his um back injury um uh and then he said uh he he made he made like a comment about someone above above him kind of questioning Andy King's inclusion really? in the in the squad sorry in the starting eleven. As well which i found <laughs> unless you're a fan like us you can't can't really do that uh, um yeah. so m- mental um do you wanna do you wanna have do you wanna have any uh, say on that
1: yeah i mean it's interesting nigel pearson is kind of the type of manager he's he's an honest man um but yeah he's giving his thoughts i thought that on that andy king situation i think is a bit disrespectful he's a well-known established manager and questioning his decision choices when Andy King proved everyone wrong yesterday and had a brilliant game. I think that's wrong. But um, yeah, about his position at the club, I mean, not really being too fair. The, the amount he's done personally, my thoughts on Pearson, he's been brilliant for us the last three years. Like, realistically, they wanted to see us get promotion in promotion within three years, but realistically, that was never going to happen. Um, and the fact but- that he's cut down
0: so sorry on that if you want to get promotion in three years you're gonna to have to back your manager mm. and where have we seen that really
1: exactly there's like, there's well, there's no backing to nigel pearson
0: i i know they bought in um jason knight russell crory um rob dickey this summer for you know fairly ch- ch- decent chunks of money and then you sell his best player for 25 million you mm. don't get any of it it's like but where's that, the logic in that? The so where, 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 How do you expect the team to progress if you're not going to replace your best players?
1: Exactly. I feel like we're in a cycle where, if we're going to sell our best players, then we're never going to make that step. And if you look at our squad now, and let's say we get promoted this year, our most of those players are not Premier League quality. Let's be honest. Like we need to like redo who, our whole squad. Who is? Exactly. I'd I'd say Viner could potentially be a low. Premier. Lower League, honestly, lower end. Yeah. Lower. But most other players are just not there yet. Basically all of them, if we're if we're being honest. So yeah, selling our best players. And then even when we do, let's reinvest, let's buy four players for like four million or something like that around that. But we don't like the Semenya money as well. Yes, we bought McCrory, like you said, but I think all of those players this summer added up to like four, five million, maybe maximum. Um yeah, something yeah. like that. Um so yeah there's has you no know, backing it's now on his last year on his contract obviously slow progression cut the wage um the wages down um and we've got kind of a good cycle coming through the youth we've seen tommy conway sam bell um more players coming up it's things you like love to see and we're getting them down with new contracts right now yeah still only a quarter through the season we are one point off playoff we have had mixed results I'd say give him I'd say, give him to December, let's see where we are, and then hopefully they can give him a backing, which I don't think will happen, but maybe sign some players and then make that push. but personally, I like him as a manager, I think he's done a great job for us right now, and realistically it's a yeah, it's a future project it's like he's he's built he's built a proper football club and when he's been here, and yeah, I think it's undeserved what he like gets from obviously everyone.
0: Yeah, just on the owners. If they if if this is um kind of like an issue, I'd, I'd back Pearson over the owners. I'd honestly back Pearson over the owners because Pearson has well a proven track record, and well the owners haven't really you know um you know they've been great. The Lansdownes have been great for us. Steve especially has pumped a lot of money into the club and he he backed. He backed Lee Johnson, and no matter what you want to say, he backed Lee Johnson. Um, he, you may say, "Well, he backed the wrong man." You, you back your manager. He did. He did back Lee Johnson, um, and maybe he's a little bit, little bit tentative to back another manager fully like that. Because remember that summer under Lee Johnson, it was Masengo, it was Calas, it was Casey Palmer, Jada Silva, um, Sammy Smodic. A lot of players came in through the door. Pedro Pereira was it as well um, on loan. Uh, Nicky Minepar, no Ashley Williams. Um, but in that same summer, we sold Adam Webster and Lloyd Kelly. So if 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 a, if a championship, I've always maintained this: if a championship club without non without parachute payments on to progress, we, I'm fine with selling our best players. I'm fine with selling our best players. You've got you've got to reinvest that money though. Otherwise, you're just going to get weaker and weaker and weaker. And despite his efforts to kind of improve that squad over that that summer, Lansdowne didn't really happen, um, which is a shame. But I think we finally got the right man in charge, who's a set up a style 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 of play which we love as fans. Let's be honest, we love that high pressing, high energy style of play, up and at them at teams. You know, young players who are just gonna run all day. Players who have got high stamina are just going to run all day. You know, Jason Knight, Tommy Conway, Naki Wells, um, campering Um Players who are very, very, very good for, you know, this kind of level. They're, they're, they're very good. Uh, they're more than competent. We've got players who are kind of getting there. And we've got young players there as well. Sam Bell Tommy Conway. Uh, Max O'Leary, academy players. Um, Zach Viner, academy player. campering academy player. So we've got players there. Taylor Hickman, you know, 21. So we've got players in there, um as well. So we've got players in there who are young, willing to learn under Pearson, who've got grips got to grips with the system, the what what he demands from them. This is the right guy. This this is the right guy. Go back him. Um it's 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 pretty simple. And unless Pearson has kind of gone, actually, I can't really be asked, then fine, you know, go go ahead and not back him, but still. God back your manager if he's gonna stay here. If he's if he's willing to be here for the long term, which I think he is, um, but it's just being he's just being let down by some stupid, stupid owners at the moment who are who are acting like utter utter loot it's 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 like a situation from Sheffield Wednesday or Watford, you know. Um owners who are crazy there, but you don't really necessarily expect it from us. Um I think honestly, I think that's if 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 he gets forced out pearson then that's a disgrace in my opinion because yeah. he needs to be backed he is more he is more than qualified to take us to the, premier, to the premier league if he's given the right money and if he's given you know the right time which he has for three years to be fair to the owners he's not there there have been many instances which where he could have been sacked for example last year um well what was it i think it was seven games without a win or something um
1: west without... west Brom after that west Brom game it was yeah, yeah after, I that mean, West, after
0: that West Brom game, he could have been sacked. They didn't sack him. You know, fair play, backed him um, in terms of time. They have to back him now. This is more, this is this is like the crunch time and they have to kind of back him this summer, um, this January as well. Um, but they didn't back him this summer as well, which is just mental. Um, yeah, I think if, I think Pearson deserves a new contract, to be honest, but whether or not he gets it is a completely different question.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think we've said most of it on that. But overall, yeah, there's been ups and downs, but he's a quality manager and he's done a lot. Yeah, he's signed, I think, 21 players now since his arrival. Some of them have obviously failed, but you're never going to have all the players coming in and just fitting in straight away and being amazing. But the fact that he's brought these academy players up and he's made also some quality signings that have come through, Yeah. I, th- I think I think he's the right man for the job, and I think yeah, probably not this year. It won't be, um, but if we get the backing, yeah, get the squad depth up. We do have injury problems, but he's yeah, I, I, I like him. I like him, and uh, yeah, hopefully he gets the backing because he's probably going to get fed up, and then he he will just want to leave. So uh, he he doesn't. He also
0: doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who will like, stick up. For these owners, either he will just come out in the public and just public domain and just go, you know, I can't be asked and just leave. But we know he probably won't resign. He'll, he either just doesn't get a contract and just walks or he gets a contract and then stays. Um, he won't, he, he, I think he'll be told beforehand if he gets, if he's getting offered a contract or not, but he won't walk, I don't think. Um, because I think he has too much respect for the fan base here. Well hopefully anyway, um, to kind of um kind of deal with deal with whatever monstrous monstrous, absolutely abysmal decisions going on above him, you know, whatever was going on there. Hopefully he has a bit too much respect for the fans, do so I stick around. Um yeah, I think we've kind of covered everything on Pearson, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, we'll talk about Ipswich then. Um, which is going to be very fun. Um I've read somewhere that this is probably our first major, major test. I know we've lost home games before uh, this season, Stoke and Birmingham, but this is probably our biggest test at home in terms of league position and opposition we're playing against. Um, It probably is, yeah.
1: Yeah, they are second now and obviously they got promoted and they've had an amazing start to the season they made some quality signings we've talked about them before um but yeah they're sitting in the automatic promotion with nine out of 11 wins which is pretty incredible just for coming up at the best start like I think no team with this like well of a start have not gotten automatic promotion I heard something like that I saw um mm-hmm. so yeah they've had a cracking start um yeah obviously sitting in second right now just below uh Leicester they didn't play their Friday night game. It was postponed against Rotherham due to yeah, just rain and water clog, uh pitch logged Um so yeah, they have because, because of them
0: just because of a fan safety, just to
1: be fan. Um so yeah, they haven't played in two and a half weeks. Um but yeah, they're coming down to Ashton Gate uh for the Wednesday night kickoff. So yeah, it should be interesting. They are very, they are very good. And yeah, like we said, if we play anything like we did against Coventry it's not Going to be a nice scoreline, um, but you never know, right? Like we we don't know which sort of players are coming back from injury, but I reckon probably maybe Naismith. Not sure what Joe Williams is at right now, but maybe Naismith comes back into the squad. Um, but no, it should it should be an interesting game. I'm heading down. I'm not. You're going as well, right?
0: Yep, yep. Should be there. Um, yeah. This is this is gonna be. I'm not sure fun is the right word. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the game. Um, I'm not very optimistic, per se. But I think we've got the ability in us to get something. And we showed against Coventry we can grind out, you know, performances and grind out results. If we get a point here, that that is a bloody good result, Um, I'd think. Um, And, you know, with the fact that we've got... Then we've got card if we've got Sheffield Wednesday, we've got QPR in the run up. That is, you know, this is kind of a game where you go, if we get something, then brilliant. If we don't, then you know, fine. Target card if Chef Wednesday QPR as your kind of seven or six points. Um but this this should be interesting, should be should be an open game, I'd imagine, because these are two sides. Well, we know about Ipswich, they're gonna, you know, come here and dominate the ball and Try and expose us, um, but we're gonna not. We're not gonna. I don't think we'll sit back either. I don't think we're just gonna go and be like, oh, it's Ipswich. It's all. It's all sit back. I don't think it's last. I don't think it's Leicester away or Leeds away difficult. I think it's you know we're at home. We're it's going to be a pretty, um, pretty, pretty uh, full or fairly packed Ashton Gate. So you know, fairly noisy crowd. So hopefully we go there and definitely try and get something. And um, I think we can. I think we definitely can. What do you think the team's going to be? What do you think team expects? Because there's, there's a lot of, like, and as I said, uncertainties in terms of what we kind of are hoping
1: for. Yeah, well, formation-wise, Pearson doesn't have to match um, Ipswich because if we stay with the 43-1, that is what Ipswich plays as well. Um, so, yeah, probably going to put Pring... If Naismith comes back, like you said earlier, Naismith and Dicky, and then interesting thing is to see if we put Taylor Garden Hickman in the middle again. Um we might do. I, I reckon considering Sykes' performance, we probably will do. Um and then have Sykes at right back. And Taylor Garden and Matty, no. We would no to be fair, if Naismith is back. Then we could put Taylor Garden Mickerman right back, considering then we can put Andy King and Matty James as like the DMS. Um, but if Naismith is out, I reckon we'd have a similar formation as we did when we took Knight on, when we brought Knight on. Um, so then we could then play Sam Bell, Tommy Conway, Mark Sykes, and then Knight there. But then Viman would drop to the bench. But it depends, yeah. It obviously depends on injuries, but yeah.
0: So I'd, I'd agree. I'd go with the back four: um, Max in goal, Dicky centre back alongside probably Camp maybe Campering, um, maybe Andy King. If 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 Nasmith isn't back, probably Andy King. Um, and then left back Campering, right back. I'd go with. Um, it's a, very, it's a very hard one. I'd go with Sykes. i go with Sykes. And then midfield, Taylor Hickman, Matty James, and Jason Knight. So that's some um, that's your midfield there. Um, and maybe Andy Weidman in the 10th position. Um, maybe just allowing that little bit of space. Um, and then up top, Tommy Conway, Sam Bell off the left. Oh, I go. I need someone on the right, don't I? This is good. Um Harry Cornick,
1: or well, did, did we put Vyman on the left then? Yes, sir. Do, because when we brought do, Knight on, then we had Matty James, Taylor Arden Aikman, Knight in the 10, Tommy Conway up front, and then wasn't it Sam Bell on the left, and then Vyman on the right, or Sam Bell on the right? And then
0: it was Sam Bell on the left, on the left.
1: So then Vyman was on the right, then, no? Vyman, Vyman was on the right, right. yeah, yeah. Could know, blame that. What, I mean, what? Have I missed someone
0: or something? What Wait. So I'm going Max and goal, Pring, King, Dickie, Sykes, back four. Yeah. Midfield, I'm going Matthew James, Jason Knight, and um, Hickman. Taylor Hickman. That's my midfield three. Um, and then up top, Tommy Conway, Sam Bell. There's no Mark Sykes. He's playing right back. So
1: it have to be Vyman. So it's, it's what we played in the. Or we put Harry Cornick there, but...
0: No, but you know I put Vyman in midfield.
1: No, you didn't. You put Knight, James and Taylor Guy Hoffman. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right, bloody you're uh, I can't... I've already lost my memory. Um, okay, yeah, Vyman. Either Vyman or Cornick on the right, then. Um, because...
1: Well, what... Tommy Conway played... 66 minutes so he slowly brought it up i reckon he could play to probably the 80th minute maybe but if we want him for saturday as well probably might be around 70 or something like that um but yeah yoboa came on as well actually mm. during the game um he was he was good to be fair he yeah he didn't he, got the yellow he made,
0: card he made he made so, one bad challenge which is a yellow card definitely but i thought you thought it was okay um and again showed a Kind of physical presence, which you which you expect now from me, Um Yeah, I'd, I'd go with well, Viman, Bell, Conway up top, and TGH and uh, James and um, oh, come on, the night in midfield, and then um, the back four, and then Max and goal. Um, I think I think that's the team I'd go for. I think that's, yeah, I think that's probably our strongest team we can put out now, considering yeah. that like N- Smith is um. Is not going to be fit, which hopefully he is, because if he is, then that's a massive boost. Because then, well, uh, we can Andy actually play a right back at right back. Because I love Andy King, but he can then drop out, can't he? And then we can kind of move that, move pieces around a little bit more, a little bit more flex- flexibility. So, um, would
1: you put if if Naismith was there, would you put would you still put Sykes right back and then just drop Andy King to the bench, or would you put Andy King at the CDM? Who, who, who
0: are you go and play midfield?
1: Uh Matthew, James, Taylor Gardner, Hickman, and then
0: Knight.
1: Or, yeah, Knight and then Sykes got... right back. Yeah, or I'd still do then... Sykes right
0: back. I wouldn't play okay. midf- King in midfield. I don't think that would no, work. No. Not against Ipswich, I don't think. Um, because that would because they've got Morsey and Luongo who are just gonna dictate everything if we play Andy King in midfield, I'm, I'm afraid. Because we don't have if when if we have knight in there i think we've got the dynamism to go, kind of go at them but if they go with if they go with if they go with luongo and morsey which we, which i which we think they will and we play andy king in midfield don't think don't, because we already got matty james in there who as much as we love matty james is not the quickest he's not the most dynamic um taylor Gar hickman is to a certain extent and jason knight definitely is um so hopefully um I just don't think playing Andy King in this one in midfield is probably probably right. If we if we're playing on, well, I know we're playing Sheffield Wednesday in a few weeks. Um, I think we can. I think we can afford to play King in midfield against them. Uh, I think that will work. Um, but just don't think against Ipswich that would that would work because um, they've got too much too much quality in that midfield area to kind of not uh, dictate and play with us a little bit. Um, I think. Oh uh, yeah, score predictions then. Um,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, I will go for my score prediction. Well, just looking at their form, all I see is green. Uh, one loss in fourteen games in all competitions, with eleven wins. And yeah, well, yeah, they, they lost against and that, Leeds.
0: And that and that one loss, yeah. that one loss was against a lead side with Sinistera, Rutter, Pirro, Gnotto, and um, uh, no, that's it. And Ampadu as well. So some bloody good players in that Leeds. Yeah. That um, front line.
1: They still scored three. yeah yeah exactly it was it was a tight game um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a tough game i mean we looked at these next five games i actually did say a win for coventry um so got that three points i did then look at a loss towards ipswich and even though they haven't played for two and a half weeks looking at their squad and our injuries it's not going to be easy i don't know realistically how much we're going to turn around our performance I think we could snatch a point here but i'm gonna go my heart and well no with my head i'd say uh i'm gonna say just considering the lack of attacking threat that we had um to be fair yeah i'm gonna go for mm, a 2-1 loss i'd say um i think it'll be tight but also not i think that they'll they'll dominate but we'll we'll maybe like sort of a leads leads type game where we kind of get dominated but we're still like within the game but i i also think we could snatch a point there's always a chance but i don't see us winning this to be honest um
0: we've not talked about the elephant in the room have we that's mark ashton um I think it's better if we don't um we'll call this the westburns derby not the mark ashton derby because we love westburns don't we good great player for us um kind of um kind of the one that got away um i'd say um yeah forget mark ashton for a little bit uh westburns derby not the mark ashton um (laughs) now this is going to be very tough i i do think we get something i don't think we get i don't think we win i don't think i think we I think we get something. I'll go for a one-one, maybe a one-one or a two-two. Could be something, something a bit, a bit, bit of a bit of a high-scoring one to a certain extent. I think it could be something like that. I'll go one-one. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be very tight. I think the game will be um, won and lost in the penalty boxes um, to a certain extent. Um, and you know, despite Ips, which is you know really good play and all that in the style of play, I think we are pretty good defensively. So hopefully that kind of um, translate, translates as well I'll go 1-1 one, one. I think that's optimistic um, and hopefully Ipswich not playing for t- as you mentioned Two and a half half weeks hopefully that plays in our favour a little bit as well do you want to say something?
1: Yeah um, what was I going to say now um, yeah I do think we can pick up on but if, if, if we do get a result out of this I feel like in the next three games this could be massive and I think we could get minimum seven points out the next three games after that because if you look at seven side derby um and then we got qpr and chef wednesday which we look at that we have to win but those always don't happen but we could get on a little run here before the next international break
0: i do believe there's always
1: a and we've got some bloody
0: tough fixtures after the
1: international break (laughs) yeah um which will not be easy but yeah ipswich i'm gonna say a narrow loss but it could also be a one one and two two, like you said. Um and they've got they do have some quality players. They got Williams, um Random Williams from Man United. yeah Um Blackline who's good as well, and he scored a couple goals already. Um, so it could be a threat. But mm. uh, yeah, for Ipswich. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I'll be down there. I'm excited, hopefully a win. But yeah, we'll see.
0: I don't think they've lost away in like a year. Um and they've already played Southampton away, which is already you know a tough, and they won one nil as well. Bloody so, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just played myself down a little bit. I'll still go for the one one. I think I think we can definitely get something because I think we are good enough to do that. Um, I think that's it for this one. Oh, Cardiff as well. Um,
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Touch on Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah, go on. Um, just just before Cardiff. Uh, since they lost a league game away, it was on the twenty first of January. Um, they have lost in the cup but in for a league game twenty first January is the last time they lost away from home. So yeah, that is quite 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 a long a long time ago. Um, but yeah, moving to Cardiff, they were on some good run of form recently actually. But last three games, they haven't they haven't won. They were. They had three on the bounce and then no, four on the bounce, actually, in the league. Mm. And then, yeah, they lost against Middlesbrough, who are flying right now. They've mm. clicked and they're climbing up the table. Similar to last season, that they had a terrible start and then came all the way back up. Um, but, yeah, lost to Middlesbrough, drew against Watford, then lost um, Saturday against Blackburn. Who have they got next? They've got Huddersfield away. Yeah. But I, think they, I think that's a must win to them yeah no, they, no, they no, should no, be winning though but going into the derby i think we should have Nate Smith back by then if he's not back on wednesday joe williams i mean we don't know what's happened but hopefully he'll be back i think we can go in there and i think we can i think we can win i think we're good enough to get depending on the result Ipswich, if we pick up a point then i think we can definitely it's, it'll be a big three up,
0: if, if we pick up a point at Ipswich, but i think we win at, at cardiff yeah. honestly uh and depending on again if cardiff lose a huddersfield as well then there's massive pressure on them to go and you know beat 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 the home be the home side you know you know go go and in, go into a derby and, and win
1: i think yeah so i i i do as well i'm gonna head down there for my yeah first seven side derby actually i haven't been mm. this one yet so very excited no. and i can i cannot wait um to um, go to first Bristol Derby as well when eventually it'll will, will happen someday. I mean, well, not they're, they're I don't not very really good at the moment, yeah. They are pretty horrendous, but maybe in the cup. Um, because I don't <laughs> want them to get promoted. Um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, I see us winning and I want a bit of revenge from, from last year. I remember after it was after that Man City game as well, we on that yeah. brilliant one, lost against Man City and then lost against Cardiff, but um. I'm gonna go for a two-one win against Cardiff, and I'd say Tommy Conway back on the score sheet against Semisad, in the semi-side Derby, and um, Max O'Leary uh, header in the last minute. To win it. Why not?
0: Um, I yeah, I think we win this as well. You know, um, I'll go two-one as well. I'll go two-one as well. Andy Vyman double. So I'm like, I'm not, not, like, not. like you like, like, uh, like a few years ago, Andy Weirman double. Um, who was the Score? I think it was Marlon Pack who scored for them, and then they all started singing for the first time, and then Andy Weirman literally goes up the other end and scores and shishes you and does whatever Scotty Murray did uh, all those years ago. Um, hopefully that happens. Hopefully that doesn't bite us, bite us on the backside, um, because that'll be bad. Um, yeah. I'll oh, 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 yeah I think we win as well. Um Cardiff, as you mentioned, bit on a bit of a kind of uh, what, what's the word? Um on a bit that of a downward slope, downward slope of the vote. Um after that good run, four wins. Um and they they um they beat Swansea in their first for the first time in ages in their south in their main derby if they if you want. Uh and this this is um this is a uh, they they want to make it two in a row in this one as well at home. I'll go for a win for Bristol City. Tight. I'll go two one as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. I'll take I'd take a point in a derby. You know, realistically, we're going away from home in a derby in da- on a derby day. Um, a point isn't a bad result. And considering we're kind of kind of if we're taking a derby element out of this, considering we're kind of close in the league, a point away from home isn't the worst isn't the worst result. Um, I think. I think we're finally there i think that's i think that's it for this podcast um thank you very much to everyone who's watched um thank you very much for watching hit like if you haven't already subscribe to the 1894 podcast hitting that red bar big red button uh, below if you haven't already subscribe um we'll be back after cardiff yeah. for what should be a i will be talking about a nine point week and bristol city in
1: imagine imagine in,
0: in third, um going in going into Sheffield Wednesday and QPR on a, uh, and then inevitably losing both games one nil. Um <laughs> it, it's just bound to happen, isn't it? And and yeah, hopefully we come out here with four points. That'll be a very good run. Even, be, three, yeah. even three would be, I'd
1: take three points out of the next two games. Points, yeah yeah um, hopefully it's not one or two that'll be great. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Thank you guys uh, for listening and watching. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to Annie on YouTube as well. Follow our socials. Um, you can see his vlog on the game as well on somehow. How did we win that? But it's three points. is three points. We're one point off the playoffs. We're not looking too bad. Um, but yeah, we moved to Ipswich on a Wednesday night, which be interesting, but you never yeah.
0: know. We both will be there. So catch the vlog on my channel, uh, which will be out on the Thursday um afterwards and yes thank you very much for watching this uh podcast thank you for putting up with us um for 58 minutes and um yeah thank you very much for watching keep safe and we'll catch you all later very soon